One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Bobby Moore as a Jeff Hurst The trailer looking at Billy Bones Paolo DiCaglio West Ham United We celebrate our victories We stick together in defeat Good evening, everybody. Welcome to More Than Just a Podcast podcast. Podcast. Episode uh, two. Episode two of season, season three. three. I Is am it series three? Season. <laughs> Shut we up, agreed, sure. We agreed season because it's football season. Yeah, I know. I know. I was just winding up John because he hates series because it's so American. No, I, I like, we so hate I like se- series. Seasons. Do we play... We watch series in this country. Oh, we don't yeah. have seasons. When Do we, we play soccer or football? When we watch television programs. That's what I've said. But you love it. You're, you watch movies, don't oh, you? Yeah. Don't go to see films. Anyway, sorry we weren't here last week, but I blame George and Reese. Why? Why would you blame me and Reese? <laughs> because last uh, two weeks ago on the podcast, I said I was going to be away on holiday, and you said, I'm sure we'll cope without you. But you weren't very organised. You forgot it was a bank holiday. Then you were working on I didn't forget Tuesday. it was a bank holiday. Reese was going to the rib shack or something and of course John to the rib shack. and John doesn't know how to, John doesn't know how to operate the technology anyway so uh, so it didn't happen we couldn't get more than one of us in a room at the same time mm. it was a bank holiday weekend wasn't it yeah, yeah. what what was Reese's excuse he had, had a meeting emergency meeting at I did I would like to say I did a running order from my tent and sent it to you and I did a recorded a little clip and sent it to you from your tent, from well, a tent. I didn't even listen to that clip yeah, <laughs> what no, did no. you say <laughs> I just gave my report on the Newcastle anyway game. let's go talk about yeah. the Newcastle game <laughs> straight in it seems a long time ago now point one discussion on the Newcastle versus West Ham West Ham had 48% possession, Newcastle had 52. West Ham had six shots with one on target. Newcastle had 16 shots with just zero on target. Yeah. Terrible. Shocking, shocking. Shocking from both, really. From both. And I think there's a theme to this. I watched the game in a bar in Barcelona. Barcelona. Sean watched the game. Where were you? Uh, I was in my tent. (laughs) 
<laughs> watching from my... Uh, I got a 3G signal and watched on an iPad on the campsite. It was pretty poor, wasn't it? Mm. Oh, it, was, right. it was very poor. It was very unimaginative, um, very tedious watch. And Nolan could have scored towards the end, but then they got a ball bounce off the post. and They very nearly nicked it at the end, didn't they? Yeah, well. but, but two best chances, I thought, fell to Winston Reid. Well. And he, he fluffed both of them because he's a better defender than he is a striker and putting the ball in the back of the net. But everyone was pleased, really, with a yeah. point away from home. Yeah, I think, you know, when we looked at it, you know, avoiding the Stoke game, which we'll talk about later, uh, four points from six seemed good at the time, although I guess we felt unlucky that we didn't get it. We could have won that game. Mm. How and about the long ball stats, George? Most long balls, excluding the goalkeepers. Newcastle United had Vernon and Anita with seven. West Ham United had James Collins with ten. He's, he's there. But it was 52 he loves, long he balls. He loves a long ball, though, James 52 Collins, long yeah. balls from Newcastle to 44 from West Ham. So I guess we talked about this last year. Newcastle do love a long ball. Mm. But despite you saying Winston Reid mm. missed the two clear-cut chances of the match, yeah, he tops the player charts on Ian Dale's West Ham to Lodi player ratings. Yeah. And he earned me some really good points uh, from a fantasy team as well. Good old Winston Reid. What, in our league? Well, is in my team. Yeah, oh. we'll talk about the league later. We've got that we on got the that later. Oh. I know you're leading from the presenters. Don't no, worry. Uh, I haven't missed am that I? point. Yeah, I'm second I didn't realise. I would if Anel could yeah. retire and yeah. come back. Uh, yeah. James Collins is so slightly... Yeah, good well, old ginger. E- even with Winston Reid on the player ratings, Matt Jarvis third... Myga's bottom, Nolan second from bottom, and Morrison third from bottom. A little bit unfair because unfair on Morrison. He and he played a little bit, but unfair he wore gloves, him. so he should have had about. He um, wore gloves, so he should have had a zero. Yeah, him. unfair on Morrison. Oh, I thought he said Mollison. Um, probably did. I probably did. Jerry O'Brien still doing good. Rat still can't get in the team. No. Well, we'll see you next week now, or on the fourteenth. Why? Should we listen to? Is what? he injured? No, he's not. But we just played crap the other day. Uh, yeah, but they Should all play. They all play crap. Should we put what the gaffer is saying? Because we've got quite a few games. Yeah. So. Let's hear what the gaffer had to say. Well, Sam, away victories are hard to come by in the Premier League. Will you be reflecting on one that you could have had today? Should have had. I mean, you know, all it's a, all it's about is our players taking the responsibility to convert what what are clear cut chances. Be all of them are headers. Um, it doesn't make any difference whether it's a header. Uh, or, a, or a side foot in with a, or, a, or a strike with your foot it's six yards out nobody marking you as a player from Newcastle's defence you've got a free header at goal and not only did we miss but we, we missed the target on all three occasions so um, it's really disappointing to have three golden chances and then of course we got a goal that would have killed off Newcastle but that was ruled offside I think that was probably correct and Joe Cole just before that looked like he'd bent it in the top corner for us to, to win the game on the other side of that defensively absolutely superb and playing away from home and the opposition home team having zero shots on goal in 90 minutes shows our, our defensive resilient qualities today uh, sadly our creative qualities were there but nobody on the end of it to finish it off and make us all very, very happy going on with three points instead of one. Can you imagine how you would have felt had Gouffron took that one in the 93rd yeah, minute? Well, yeah, I mean, it was a fluke cross, wasn't it? And it just, uh, luckily for us, in the end, it, the inside of the post 
came back to go from and he put it over the bar. I mean, that would have been, you know, the ultimate kick in the teeth, of course. But that would have been our own fault as well, because by that time, Newcastle shouldn't have had a chance of getting anything out of the game, but could have actually, in the end, won it rather than just got the point that they got. You only last season looking solid and organised. You've begun this season in similar fashion. Are you very satisfied with the way that things are shaping up at West Ham? Yeah, we're all right. We've got more talent. I think that, you know, Stuart Down is still a bit lack of match practice. We've got Ravel Morrison who come on today, who's an exceptional talent. We hope we can we can nurture into the into the fray and um Modi Army, uh Modibor Maga and, and Joe Cole, Matt Jarvis, you know, the, the, you know, they're all in terms of creative players, very good, and, and we've got the defensive side right, and we've got, we think the attacking flair right, but we haven't got the finishing touch just yet. Do you think the last nine days will be quiet, therefore, for you, of the transfer window? Uh, I mean, quieter than they've ever been, I would think, um, but uh, you never know, do you? No, you never know. You never know. As but it's a wry smile when he did that post-match interview. A wry smile, you know. Oh, it's going to be quieter than it's ever been. As you we never know, do you? Recording. At five to eight on transfer deadline day. Transfer deadline day. We are yet to sign anyone. Yeah, but, but rumor has it Denver Bar may be returning. Yeah. But more of that later. Some, something in more there. of that later. Oh, can't wait. Uh, let's go on to Cheltenham. Cheltenham, Cheltenham Town. So after we just fast forward to that bit. After a good start Lake to the season with the Cardiff. Well, yeah, the listeners can. Yeah. With the Cardiff victory and a Newcastle they away draw. The treasures buried. We played Cheltenham in the League Cup at home. And we won that one too, two one, which is probably not great for when yeah. you're playing against Cheltenham, who are League One. But we uh, we changed the whole team and rested mm. quite a few major players. We did. Didn't we? we did. Sean, that was a bold statement, but I do have to agree with you with his free kick. What? I can't remember what exactly you put. It was amazing free kick. It was very good. Mm. Very good. Ricardo Vazte, and Norwich. someone uploaded it on Vine. Do you know what Vine is? Yep. So Vine is this thing owned by Twitter. I said yes. For the listeners and everyone else who doesn't know what Vine is, six second repeating loop, and they uploaded... Fifteen, isn't it? No, I thought it was six. Right, let's not argue over it. awkward. Nine seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Uploaded straight away, and that's the power of uh, social media now. Is that owned by Twitter, is it, Vine? It is, yeah. Yeah. They didn't invent it, though, did they? I believe they they did. Well, they may have acquired it, yes. Um, Possession-wise, 50-50, as Lamar said. West Ham had 17 shots with seven on target. Cheltenham had 11 with just zero on target. So we've done well. We've done well in the first yeah. few games, keeping shots uh, at bay. Oh, no, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, obviously it was a penalty, and I don't know yeah. what we're going to talk about, about the penalty, but uh, a poor mistake from uh, Adrian. 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 Um, yeah, and. You know, Yossi, off that performance, Yossi's definitely still our number one. A little bit worrying. Uh, <laughs> a little bit flappy, he was. Who, Yossi or Adrian? Adrian. Oh. Ravel Morrison what? tops the charts. Oh, yeah. He had a good performance. He had a very good performance. Got himself another goal. And do you, you notice he's got a little trademark of getting goal? We start second half. Bang. Few seconds. He did that at the friendly against uh, Pacaraban or Pacaraban. What the aftershave? Good God, man! I don't think he's going to be able to trademark that either. I think quite a few people do that. So what? Score in the first twenty seconds of the second half. Yeah, you're on fire. Gareth Bale can trademark a hand gesture. Yeah, gesture. Yeah, I can't believe he kissed the badge so quickly. I got a hand gesture for Gareth Bale. What was it? Applause. Oh, wave. 
Cheerio. Brother Morrison dropped the charts <laughs> on Ian Dale's player ratings. Modi Army comes in a close second. Joe Cole third. Bottom was Alu Diara, who I believe went off injured. He, w- he went. He stretched off injured, and we've since heard that he's out for the whole season with crush ligament. Uh, so forget loaning him out now. He's going to be sitting there with earning, no, earning those wages. <laughs> can't sell summer. him. Uh, and we're paying for him for the whole season, wasting those wages. Shame, really, because he could have been. I could ruin us with our financial fair play issues, couldn't it? Yeah, more of that later. Could ruin us. Matt Taylor, second from bottom. Jack Collison, third from bottom. This was the Cheltenham match we're talking about here. Isn't it funny that uh, some of those, certainly Matt Taylor and Jack Collison and George McCartney, those three uh, at the bottom, are all ones not in Sam's plans and all up for sale at the right price. And there you go. That's no one's going to go now, though, are they? The only person who's looking like he's going is Vazte. Yep. No, well, those four. I suppose the problem is, and we talked about this before, uh, Taylor, Collison, McCartney, all on premiership wages, but actually they're probably more championship players now, and the championship clubs can't, can't afford, afford them. So, yeah, that's the problem. That is a problem. Crazy. So that was uh, a, a good draw, a good win. We went to the game on Saturday, optimistic, yeah. I believe. We, we, we were on the way there, we were talking yeah. about... Most people had us down day. for a win. It was, it was a, a lovely day. Lovely day. I said, I can't, I can't see us not winning this one. We've been playing well. Pub Stoke was rammed, rubbish. Pub was rammed. There's loads of people out and about. Stoke are rubbish. If we win, we're right up there. We'll go top for a while until Liverpool played. Uh, and it all went pear-shaped. Mm. Well, yeah, it was very uninspiring, to say the least. Well, I uh, I even put down a 1-0 win on my little recording you never played because you never did the podcast. I predicted a, a <laughs> cheeky 1-0 win. Um, At least we didn't go on holiday once the football season had I started. I, I don't think, to be fair, that we even had a shot on target. you got the stats here, didn't you? Yeah, the stats here? Well, it's a good time to say it. Why don't you say what the stats are, Johnny Boy? Well, maybe George did because I can't find him. Yeah, well, i say it then. West Ham had nine shots and none on target. Stoke had 15 shots and five on target. Having no shots right. on target at home against Stoke. Well, Stoke, as I said, didn't it? It's like watching a rugby team, wasn't it? They're, every one of their players... Rugby football union, as you put yeah, it. Football union. But they, they are <laughs> they're just are massive a, units, aren't club. they? Massive ah. units. And like Shawcross and Old Hoof at the back, every one of our players, Michael might as well not bothered. He just couldn't get anywhere near the ball, just got bounced out of the way. And up front, old Cameron Jones, he's massive, and he just oh, was winning all the balls. He looked we, very good, actually. We didn't couldn't he? we couldn't cope with them. They were just sort of actually out muscling us all over the place, and we had nothing about us, no quality there to unlock a door or anything. It was just really but, and they had, that, they had that one bit of quality which worked. Well, they had a one. Yeah. Two, yeah. And, you know, I predicted that. When he came on as an impact sub, I just knew it. I just had this premonition that he was, was going to score the goal. So uninspiring. It's probably the worst <laughs> I've seen. You are a football expert. I know. Maybe I know. you should do like a podcast for an audience that aren't so knowledgeable about Premier League football. Yeah. Maybe from... What, uh, like uh, ELP round table English yeah, League Premier yeah. he's done it again yeah. <laughs> he doesn't even know the name of the league and he's doing a podcast about it EPL anyway as we were saying they were shit they were shit can I get on my soapbox go on then so I watched on the stream uh, I'd just come back from Cornwall don't slip um, and 
Yeah. <laughs> Uninspiring <laughs> from the start. Stoke seemed up to it. I know Stoke are one of those bogey teams for us. And I know that, you know, a lot of people say Maybe. they kill the football one game at a time, etc. But I think they've changed a little bit under Hughes. And they seemed a bit more organised. And they just, they had more desire, didn't they? They had more desire. But it's, it's worse than, you know, we didn't have any desire and we, we weren't very organised. We gave away the ball too cheaply. Time and time again, the ball was given away. Uh, but worst of all, and th- there's a common theme here, even you know from the start of the season, is we don't know what to do. We don't know how to put the ball in the net. The whole team has been organised around Andy Carroll. And without Andy Carroll, we can't do, pardon my French, fuck all. So when are we, when are oh. we going to talk about the state of it? We that? haven't got a plan B. When there is we... not a plan B. And I tell you what, and I don't usually do this because I usually back Sam up, but Sam's substitutions were devoid of ideas and I think he lost the plot. He, it was all well and good and you're going to hear what the gaffer has to say in a minute and he was all dejected and blamed the team. The accent. Right? What the gaffer had to say. <laughs> but he's to blame. His, his substitutions were uninspired. He's to blame for this loss against Stoke and he needs to take a bloody hard look at himself and sort himself out because otherwise it'll be a hell of a long season like John says. The other person I'd like to blame for the loss is John. Because when he wore a wig, <laughs> Andy Carroll wig and Andy Carroll shirt, we won. The first time he goes to football without the wig, without the shirt, we lose. I'm sorry, John, but the wig and the shirt must come back if we're going to stay in this division this year. I know. That, that's it. That's all I want to say. Do you want to play the clip while Sean just calms down? <laughs> no, I, I, I want to hear what, what George's view as well because it's important <laughs> that we talk about this. Because I've never seen you so passionate. This is a new side of you. I want to hear what you think of it. You were there. Me, yeah. Uh, yeah I thought it was very, very poor. Uh, we offered nothing. We need another striker. Miger was shocking. Uh, again, I have to agree with you that it was Allardyce's poor decision-making and pick of team. Then Downing was poor. He took him off. Downing, Downing was Downing. poor. Shot By the way, no Downing more. injured as well. Joe Cole injured now. Downing no, injured. Noble had a bad game. He took him off. So you can't, you know, it's not uninspiring to take people who are having a crap game off, is it? But, but our went... £6 million signing, which I'll get on to in a minute, again, injured, out again. We should have spent that money on a striker. We so when about do, that when do we talk about the transfer? We're going to talk about it in the next... Let's hear yeah, what the gaffer has to say. Go on, no, I want to hear what... Can I just, before we do that, because uh-huh. we've got a little bit of time oh, today, Sean. right? I want to hear Reese's view. Let's hear from a someone who's independent, right? Not a West Ham fan, although he's sort of leaning that way nowadays. Mm-hmm. Come on, Reese. No, I agree with you for once. Yeah. <laughs> Are we in trouble? Are no. we? You know, we're all talking about no, no, top no, seventh no, no, place, no. and you know, we've got to improve There's on tenth. But I tell you what, after performance last, I agree with uh, last week or Saturday. I agree with John. A long season. I'm worrying about relegation now, or am I no. overreacting? That's an overreaction. There, that is. There's a there's a middle league, so to speak. With the likes of... I'd say you're more better off than someone like West Brom who have lost Lukaku. I think Lukaku and Carroll were very similar players in how they play. And I think you can see West Brom without him are going to struggle. But West Ham will have Carroll back. And I think it's just it's just a massive lift. It lifts other players. It will lift Nolan's game. It will lift Jarvis's game and that. But I agree with you in the sense of if he's not there, which it is at the moment... 
then you do look a bit weak. But well, the Stoke game Mager was a blip. Told me, right? Everybody was going, get off Mega's back. He's, he, he's never been given the chance. Well, I'll tell you what, he has been given the chance now, and he's failed. And either mm. he's not adapting to the premiership or whatever, but he needs to get the hell out of Dodge, go to Saint-Étienne or wherever he needs to go. Apparently, so I hear, sources tell me, a deal was done on Friday, and then Saint-Étienne pulled out on Saturday. Um, so we're stuck with him now. So, you know... But, but you I, say, I just so don't you, see. It, it seems pretty picky on all over again. You say Sitting on the bench. You say we're stuck with him. Pretty picky on. We're stuck with him, but bloody old, old Allardyce only signed him the other season. I agree. It's paid Allardyce's five and half, you know, he paid five and a half mil for him. Well, it goes up every time you say it. I think it was something like 4.7 mil, but you always I think it's about it. six. Really? He did. It's, it's his own, George, own doing. Mega. Will it... The, is he, is he going to make the grade? In your opinion, no, now he, he needs to go. He, he should have gone. Go. He should have yeah. gone. He's not going to go now. Right. I'm going to ask you one question before we hear what the gaffer has to say. Mager or Carton Cole? Mager. All day long. Mager or Carton Mager. Cole? I, I, Mager. It has to be. Mager. Mager, Mager Sean. Really? Mager, yeah. I, mean, I would say Carton Cole. I prefer Carton Cole, Cole to Mager. I, if Cotton Cole re-signs for West Ham, I'll be very, very upset. Right, we'll talk about that later. Shall we hear what the gaffer had to say? If anyone can hear anything now, you just shouted in areas. This is what the gaffer had to say. Sam, where did it go wrong today? Uh, never got started and um, uh, never picked the level of our tempo up. Um, didn't pass the ball like we normally can. Uh, didn't compete with the opposition enough. Um, probably the most disappointing performance at home that I've seen since we got him back into the Barclays Premier League. So um, it was unexpected by us all, certainly by me. But um, you know, this happens when you're still trying to establish yourself in the Premier League. And I think that the players um, re- need to realise that you know they've just been shown how tough this league is. And, uh, and while it looked like it was going to end up being a stalemate, then. Probably the one piece of brilliance for both sides today was Jermaine Pennant's free kick because to get it over the wall and down into the goal from where he from where he got it was uh, was an outstanding piece of ability, like you know. So uh, our attacking play wasn't very good. Our attempts and our creation wasn't very good today. And I think sometimes that we uh, um, we have not been proactive enough to say, look. We have to start making sure we play to the same level we know we can. And today we didn't play to that level, and you can ill afford that because we're not that good yet. As like I said, we're just establishing ourselves there, and we never really caused Stoke any problems. And that was one of the disappointing things today. What did you say to them at half-time? Because Stoke had dominated much of the first half. You got to do better in terms of both both ends of the pitch. You got to do better with your defending, and uh, mind you, to be fair. They hadn't created that much, but I'm on about the midfield defending, the midfield winning balls in areas where Stoke City kept winning it. And, and then they kept creating more and more attacks. And I said to our players, look, you know, the, the ball changes hands so many times in the game of football. Unless you're on the move and read that situation to create that opportunity for you to regain that possession, not the opposition, then you start being a force at home in, in, in the game of football. But uh, too many times Stoke City picked that loose ball up and then went off on another attack. Um, and, and as compared to us, we didn't do that. And then we just made—I mean, you know—we just made too many simple passes that went astray and went back to the opposition, which again 
knocks the confidence a little bit. So it wasn't a very good day for us. And um, uh, of course, I'd have actually been sat here delighted if we actually got a nil-niller again. But like I say, it was a brilliant piece of skill, even after all that, that beat us in the end from Jermaine Pennant. Mark Hughes clearly trying to get Stokes to do something a little bit different. Did they take you a little bit by surprise? No, because we've, we, we've got the games that they played in in pre-season and certainly we've got the games they've played in the Premier League this year. Um, so they didn't take us by surprise. Um, what took me by surprise more than anything else was our performance as a team today. That was the biggest surprise to me. Uh, because we might have a bad first half, um, but generally we come back and, and come out fighting and make life more difficult for the opposition. I think territorial we did, but in terms of putting the opposition's defence under any pressure today, uh, we never really did that. The transfer window closes soon. What activity are you expecting from you, Sam? Because I know you said for a little while you have to get some players out before you can get some in. I don't consider there to be any, really, to be honest with you. I think that, um, like I said, what, what, we, uh, what we have, I mean, the disappointing thing um, was losing Joe Cole um, uh, yesterday. Uh, obviously disappointing that Vaz Tay chose to uh, make a transfer request public before he told me, so we didn't involve him today because he wants to leave um, Manalu Diara. So, and that, then now the defeat. Uh, it's been an horrendous week, and, and what would have been a really good build-up to the pre-season, a fantastic staff, and then all of a sudden it just shows you what happens in this game. In the, in the space of one week, um, two players have, uh, have got injured. One player wants to leave because he's not in the first team enough, and we'll lose our first home game. So it, it can't change any quicker than it changed this week. So, And at the end of, of this week, it's international break for two weeks, so we'll all be pretty miserable till we can get back again and play Southampton. I was going to say enjoy your weekend, but it's not much point, is there? No, not really. Did you enjoy your weekend? No, you spoiled my weekend as well, to be perfectly honest. And I think most of the blame lays at his feet, and he seems to not be accepting it. I also think it's a bit disingenuous for him to say the well, thing a about word for you, and you said it, you said about you said it Ricardo Vazte, because my understanding is he's one of four players, as I said two weeks ago, that is not in Sam Allardyce's plan. So they didn't want Ricardo Vazte or Jack Collison or George McCartney or Stephen Henderson, and at the right price, price are available, and they were being hawked out to various clubs and agents. Now, at the end of the day. Do they not think that's not going to get back to a player? Of course, Ricardo's agent is going to hear about that and saying, I'm not happy about this. I'm obviously not in the plans. So out of frustration, he puts in a transfer request. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Outrageous. Absolutely outrageous. Outrageous. No, no respect to Ricardo Vazte. You know, I met the guy. He's a nice guy. He's a funny guy. But I don't think we showed him enough respect. And then to come out and say, I'm really surprised he didn't come to me first... He's a funny guy. Well, words fail me. Words fail me. That's just, that's the first. Yeah. Transfer deadline day update is next on the list. So, so it we, is today transfer deadline is, day. Well, so give us an where update. Do we, where do we start? With the where where do we start? Let's start. Let's start with the biggest story, which is Denver Bar. Okay, so Denver Bar has been rumored. Uh, for some time through the transfer window. Uh, we thought it was all but dead, but we're hearing from sources inside the club that it's back on. Uh, Sky Sports News have just reported very recently that Chelsea have agreed with one club to loan, uh, but the, the the player would like Champions League football. So he's either going to stay at Chelsea. my understanding is that club is West Ham, and Jose Mourinho and Sam came up with a deal some weeks ago, but it was all dependent on the player agreeing and us lowering our wage bill but I also understand and Chelsea signing a striker oh yeah at the time and Chelsea have now Chelsea, signed yeah, Chelsea, Chelsea signing Rooney at the time but I understand to get around financial fair play John that they are looking at possibly paying a fee for the said striker up front and therefore paying less wages and I believe that is a legal loophole in reducing our wage bill. So why, right, then let's, now you've mentioned that, why over these last two weeks has it seemed to be only Al Sullivan and Gold that have been banging <laughs> on all over the media? Sean's face when you asked that question. Financial fair play. Why I, is it, why, I've not heard do one you know what? single chairman one of those or days, anything. I, I'm not going to defend any... them either and I think they've overplayed this whole thing. I agree with you, John. Now, I've... I've um, no one else has been going on about it. You've been, over these last two years, you've been slowly but surely trying to get me to align to the I want to drop my trousers for David Gold team, yeah? yeah? Like yeah. you are. Do you? Of. That's what he loves. Oh, do. sorry, I thought that was what you so said. You've always tried to get me to join in how good they are and how very shrewd businessmen they are. And I think it's very shrewd business to invest all your 15 mil in an injury-prone striker and leave the rest of your squad short if you haven't got the ability to improve the squad because of the financial fair play restraints. That, to me, as a businessman myself to some degree, I wouldn't plan out or organise my business in that way. I wouldn't put all my eggs in one basket like that. So I I understand what you're saying, but let's talk about financial fair play. There has been a lot of talk from Sam and David Gold on whether everybody's playing by the rules. Certainly there's been mentions of Sunderland and I believe uh, uh, Southampton uh, with someone saying, well, that, that the authorities are acting. It will, be, it will be interesting to see if anybody gets a points deduction or any kind of fine for breaking the rules. What it appears to me is a lot of the clubs are finding loopholes around this. 
So how come while we've been on? bleating on about it? Because let's be honest, it's probably not always about that. We we are still in debt. We have still got a large uh, money to m- make up from from previous owners and previous losses. Cheers, Eggert. And um, Karen Brady does a very good job at balancing the budget. And I think but then, the okay, one well thing that still David Gold and David Sullivan will do is they won't put us in worse trouble. Well, and I think there are plenty of clubs out there albeit then, that will get themselves that. in trouble. And I think they overplay. I will agree with you, though, that they've overplayed the financial fair There's right. other people the in the same boat, though. There's other teams in the same situation. Yeah. But, but what, what John's saying is, saying is they're owners. not mentioned in financial fair play in every interview where West Ham are. Their owners aren't mentioning them. Yeah. Mentioning no, exactly. That but you're saying they're finding help. loopholes. Why don't you use the same loophole if well, everyone I think else that's does? That's what so. we are trying to do with Denver Bar. But right. also, Sean's saying that their owners might not care about their getting their club in more trouble. Yeah. Whereas our, our owners is, do. Uh, thank you. I'm I've got saying, an ally in. Yeah, George but I don't. I'm not, I don't buy no, into that. No, not why. Because it's at the end of the day, it's their it's their business. Yeah, they're yeah, not the going to apply. break rules or whatever. But see, albeit I'm 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 as happy as the next man. Although I had to wear a shirt in a week. I'm as happy as the next man that we've got Andy Carroll, but not to the detriment right. so of the me, whole balance s- of the squad. Let me answer your I would have rather point. spent 10 mil on a striker or 8 mil on a striker and got another 3 mil player and, and okay. used it all up, you know, differently. So I'll answer your second point. Yeah, 15 million was a lot to, to pay for one striker. It was a marquee. An injury, they want a, an they want a marquee signing striker. every season. That was their marquee. I think a lot of, so I hear from inside the club, a lot of eyebrows were raised when Sam said he wanted Downing instead of another striker. I think it surprised a lot of people because we seem to have a lot of surprised midfielders. Surprised me. Um, but I thought that they thought it was a steal. At six million, and, and that's been confirmed by David Gold on Sky Sports. They thought it was a steal. Uh, I suppose when you look at Liverpool paid 35 million for Andy Carroll, sold him for 15. Uh, Liverpool bought Stuart Downing for uh, 20 million and sold him for six, then it looks like good business. But as you say, it matters if they stay fit. We're, we're able to tell at the end of the season whether this gamble's paid off. It is a gamble, basically. It is. Isn't it? That's what it they've is. done. They've had if a gamble. If Andy Carroll scores 20, 25 goals, then we won't be having but this conversation a, a, at the end of the season. As we are now, Andy Carroll's been unfit for pre season and all the time. He's back now. at Southampton. Yeah, which we is know next game. he's back for Southampton. But we know from last season, it takes him five or six games to get back into it mm. and become effective. So essentially, they've gambled on the fact that he's probably not going to be a fit full on. Well, that's why we need Denver striker Bar. for like or eight Jermaine or nine Defoe games. Or Carlton and the, Cole. And the likelihood, Cole look at Cole. his history, the likelihood, look at his history, he's going to break down again. So why... Break down. Why... It, don't, it just, it just frustrates the hell out of me, to be honest. So, Denver Bar, £3 million fee for a loan. He yes won't or come. no? He won't come. Well, apparently, Chelsea have done a deal with us because they don't want him to go to a rival. They don't see us as a rival. Uh, he won't go to Arsenal. We want him. He won't go to Spurs. Jose doesn't want him to go there. Um, he's a mercenary. He'll go where the money is. Oh, if it may, if he wants if to stay the, in London. If the money stays the same, he might come to us. But I, I can't see... If the, what, what they're saying on Sky, as we're sitting here watching it at the moment, he's saying he wants to stay and play in the Premier League, um, Champions. the Champions League. Who's so, it? It's uh, Nepali and... But Definitely he might not have a chance. He might not have a choice. He can't have it all. He wants to stay in London. He wants to stay in England, at least. He doesn't want to go abroad. He wants to play for Champions League club, but his club won't sell to a fellow rival. So he's got to make a choice. I think. I think by 
by tomorrow morning, Denver Bar will be a West Ham player for this year. So I, I, I hope he I will as well. I can see him staying just for the money. I can see him at staying Chelsea. at Chelsea, sitting on the bench and not doing anything. I can see him doing that. He's a, he's a mercenary. We all know that the way he left us last time is just all about the money for the man. So let's talk about the other person. I think it's unlikely to happen, but it's been mentioned again and odds have been slashed with the Bet Victor, and that's uh, Jermaine Defoe. So he was uh, in the same restaurant as uh, uh, Sam Allardyce. Nothing's he, been said tonight he was, or today. Uh, well, it's been on Twitter uh, around about no, mid-afternoon. And uh, Karen Brady allegedly met with uh, Jermaine Defoe. Yeah, but how much would Defoe be wanting? Well, this is it. We only want a loan deal, really. And I don't think Spurs want to entertain that. Spurs wouldn't do absolutely anything to assist yeah. us in any way. Well, we started the day with... Uh, who's the uh, Juventus guy? Quagliarella. 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 So, apparently that broke down <laughs> as well. Is he the guy who went to West Brom in um, Stoke instead? No. Somebody no. we were interested in went to Stoke instead. So, again, we wanted a loan deal... They wanted the money up front. No deal. I saw but most one. of the papers was were it, saying it, he was um, having a medical with us today. Was it Gilardino? I saw know. that. The, the, the old the um, uh, one that played for AC Milan, played for Italy, is at Fiorentina. was linked, I saw. I don't know if there's any truth in that. Sure. See, that's the thing that I'm surprised with, with um, Allardyce's record. You look at his past when he... He used to bring in these players that we don't seem to be, be yeah. achieving that anymore well, either. Uh, yeah, no South Americans today. How about the Spanish-based African striker that was linked earlier today and was all over the news? I don't know who that was. If it was all yeah, over I, the news. I it was it, a it? real, uh, real Villarreal uh, striker. What's his name? Beginning with you. No idea. Is uh, it Uchi? Or? He's a Nigerian. Yeah, Kalu Uche, probably. Yeah, is that, that's the only one I can think of. I haven't I seen any plays for Villarreal, though. You need to prepare for these things. I know, I do, room. but I've got no light in the studio. <laughs> we're in the complete that dark. I don't know why uh, we're in the, the complete dark. I blame the manager. Um, Are you not interested in this? But basically, it, the player did not have enough international caps to secure a work permit, so that deal fell really? through. Uh, Norwich, all the people who are after Vaz Tay today, Norwich apparently have thrown their hat in the ring. They want a loan. As Sky are reporting now. Yeah. Um, Palace. Palace are interested in him. Uh, Knott's uh, Forest. And Cardiff. Will he go? I mean, we're, we're, we're at half past eight. Norwich. He's got to go, isn't he? Did you just say Knott's Forest? Nottingham Forest. Okay, yeah. They don't like that. The new franchise. They don't like that, do they? Well, do you think he'd go? Well, he wants to go. He's they should let him go. Yeah. go. I, I, I don't see any of the others that go. Stephen Henderson played in the 5-4 win uh, against Newcastle in the development squad today. So if he's out, what's he doing being in goal for the, the I youngsters? Has Taylor playing for Norwich. Really? How about Starting. Cardiff? Cardiff have just signed... Um, Odin Wingy. Mm. Good sign. So that was another person. Odin Wingy was, uh, was, was in London and he said he was going shopping and uh, rumours whether he would end up at uh, West Ham. But again, why would we need... He's a midfielder. 
Who? I don't mean he's, he's more of a striker. He's a forward. Yeah. I thought he was attacking midfielder. No, well, he, does, he has played there. Before. He plays back a bit at times, but you saved yourself. He is attacking midfielder. He is. Did you like that? It was a good save. He is predominantly a striker. To be fair, he would have. I think he would have done a job. Yeah, he's a couple of mil. He fits all the. He'd get about ten goals, I reckon. He would have. He would have done a job. But there you go. And, and I don't know if you saw the story earlier about this Barcelona kid who was yes, ranked by Messi. He kept tweeting. Uh, Christian Well, this Henry is quite young. funny because his last name, his name is Christian Herrera. Herrera, that's it. If you Google Christian Herrera, Christian Teo comes up. All oh, right. Because Christian Teo's real name is Christian Herrera Teo. Oh, okay. Or Teo Herrera. So, all the West Ham fans, I know the Melbourne Hammers group. Hi, Melbourne Hammers, if you're listening. Hi. Um, I put my first comment on the, on their page today, and I got a very warm welcome from one of the members. Uh, I, they, they were getting very excited on that page because they believe that we were about to sign Christian Teo. And I looked at it, and I saw the mistake had been made. So, I said, no, that's not correct, because Christian Teo would not warrant... Because it was saying <laughs> Christian Herrero is coming for a stru- uh, trial at West Ham. But Christian Teo would wouldn't need a trial. trial. <laughs> so unfortunately it wasn't Christian Teo. It's an unknown Spanish kid called Christian Herrera who apparently, according to Sean Messi, has come out and said before he really rates him. Yeah. So, so why is he trialling? Oh, who knows? So he's got a trial, but the funny why thing is, is so he, he, he tweeted yeah. out um, he was London-bound and did a picture of his Ryanair airplane. Yeah. A West Ham fan <laughs> at Stansted worked out it was Stansted-bound quickly went to the departure, oh, sorry, arrivals hall, and took a picture of a taxi driver standing there with his name on West Ham United FC. Who did, the West Ham fan? West Ham fan did, who worked at, uh, and then took a picture of him arriving with the taxi driver. But <laughs> my understanding is only on a week trial anyway. And it doesn't matter if it's deadline day or not, because he's a free no. agent. So while we're talking about it doesn't matter, I've got it on very good authority but Carlton Cole, via his agent, he Barry Silkman... Just general, doesn't matter. Uh, Barry Silkman's his agent. Talk to... He was on telly. Talk to uh, the club again mm. about rejoining West Ham. At, at less than he was offered on his deal. So, now he's a free agent. He doesn't got to join today. But I understand... He doesn't got to join today. I understand that's our plan C. If our plan A and plan B doesn't... There's a very good chance at Plan C. So who's Plan B? Plan A's bar. Plan A's bar. Who's Plan B? I I I believe there's a number of irons in the fire that we've talked about, but I don't don't know. No pun pun intended. So that that one's out the water. Yeah. Or out the fire. So he's a Plan C. If nothing else, would you not welcome back? No, it's no? such a step backwards. And just when you finally thought he'd moved on and we got rid of him, he'd come back. I, I wouldn't put it past West Ham, though, to be fair. It's a typical West Ham thing to do. And, and if he comes back, it I'll probably cheer him assist on. us in our situation because we're sort of being ha- hamstrung at the moment by the financial fair play, aren't we? Uh, we're struggling with that. about that. How about Elliot <laughs> Lee? How about, How about he scored Lee? a hat trick today? He came, How about on, he came on, didn't he, against Stoke? How about giving a little Elliot Lee, uh, Rob Lee's son, a bit he, of a... He played, played on Saturday, didn't he? He came on, he looked all right. He were, but, um, all right. Morrison looked all right. He had a couple of runs and then lost it at the death. Morrison's the man. How about this? the other one that came this afternoon about 2 o'clock? Marco 
Borrello. 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 It's a good player, but wouldn't happen. Let's just wait and see, shall we? That's the wonder of transfer window. Well, by the time you listen hours. to this, you'll probably you all know. know. Yeah. Unless I'd, they didn't what, I'd like you to do, do Sean, is speak to the catering manager. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And complain about my £4.20 bottle of warm lager I drank on Saturday. I think it's unbelievable that in the days... We don't mind spending those extortionate you prices, pay but at least pounds, make it cold. That, but make it cold. Goodness sake, yeah. what is wrong with them? Please, I'd like to... Um, I will tell Jack Sullivan as well. Did you follow Jack for Sullivan's tweets? My dad is still trying Jack to pull off Sullivan. a big surprise 15%. signing, only a 30% chance. If it happens, I'll let you know first. Yeah, and then later on he said, trying to bring one back of our own, our old stars. Yeah, Julian Faubert. 15% star. Julian Faubert. Was it? Yeah. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I <laughs> saw your tweet earlier. That, 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 that went, that went really far, didn't yeah. it? I've got quite a few retweets on that. What's that one? to you, probably. Uh, um, and I put, also, I put uh, when all this bail stuff was going on live. I put, don't know why such a big deal is being made out of this Real Madrid signing. They've made the world's greatest signing before, and then put the picture of Julian Faber holding this Real Madrid. Did you did you see that West Ham once sold the in 1922 sold the world record signing in 1922? Yes, I do. Sydney Puddlefoot. Sid Puddlefoot yeah. to Full Kirk yeah. for £500,000. No, £5,000. Five oh, five 1922. Hell, he must have been rolling in it. Full Kirk. Did he look like a chimp? Well, two <laughs> things about Bar. One, I would be really upset if I was a Spurs fan with him kissing the badge straight after um, signing for them. The second thing is, how about all the um, Southampton fans? It's been a bad couple of days to be a spud, hasn't it? Southampton fan, a friend of mine is a season ticket holder at Southampton. Uh, you know, he, he did all of his apprenticeship there. He was a product of Southampton. Do you know how much they get from this deal? Nothing. They sold the rights no, yeah. to no, it. They, they, they sold no, no, the they rights. So they yeah, for million. goalie, didn't they? They get two million. They still. I thought they sold the rights because they, they were skinned. Yeah, they, they did sell some of it. They, they, they get skinned, but apparently they get two million pounds because of uh, because they uh, it's a young player development fee or something like that. That's what he was telling me I earlier. I thought they, they swapped the twenty five percent. They did. What? They did. Oh. Anyway, John said us to wrap it up, so it's time for this. There's only one man who can answer it. It's time for Dear John. Yes, it is. It's time for Dear John. This is the moment of the podcast where we, we ask John, who who is the eldest and the wisest. most wisest and the most Ammoniest. wisdomist. And, and likes a bath. And he loves a bath. So we asked you, the listeners... And he to loves to wear a wig and dress up in women's clothing. Sorry, uh, in Andy Carroll clothing. Ask him any question you like, be it about football or not. And I left it a bit late. Hold my hands up, leave it a bit late. Uh, there was one earlier... Because Sean, Sean said it's piss poor, didn't you? Yeah, I said piss poor planning prevents something, something, something. Anyway. So there's one earlier in the week from Terry Bonds... Who says, dear John, where is the podcast? Oh, I think we cleared that one up. It was Sean's fault. <laughs> Why is it my fault? Putting family. It first. is my podcast, I suppose. Sean always likes to book our summer holiday at the beginning of the football season. There's one year. from <laughs> Sandra, a.k.a. Stephen Lecoq. <laughs> he says, dear John, 
What's your opinion on whether the UK should take military action against Syria for their use of chemical weapons on thousands of innocent civilians? I think we should stick by what our elected people have agreed and go with the government vote and stay out of it. I think we should nuke the bastards. That's because you want to go and hold hands with the Yanks, don't you? you yeah, you don't our, like, our, our special relationship. You don't is, like that, do you? Don't, you don't like that. I don't like jeopardy it. of the special I don't like jeopardising the special politics. relationship. Let's not get into politics. I, I'm way of my head. Peter Martin says, Dear John, Hi, mate. Do you think that just having one quality striker in Carroll will come back to bite Good us? Good question. It could well. If Carroll doesn't get up and running up to speed soon rather than later and he breaks down again, then we have got a problem. Breach, do you have a dear John for John? Uh, Started with dear John. Um, no. no really. that's, that's, that's more than enough. Let's all go and watch... That's a window deadline day. Well, don't forget we've. Uh... Well, let's 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 just finish, dear John. Yeah. Dear John. So that was dear John. Uh, let's have an update now from our more than just podcast fantasy league. Sean, have you got the latest standings there, or shall I quickly play? No, more planning actually. as usual. Well, well, you're I'm doing sure. well, aren't you? Going well, what you on the fault? Sorry, I didn't know you were going to do that so quickly. What the podcast? While we wait for that, let's do predictions. God, Southampton game. Fire this evening. Yeah, it's on fire. So, listen to uh, everyone. Uh, we, well, we've got an international break, haven't we? Mm. So we've got a little time. But, um, Stop eating. Well, that means we don't have to do a <laughs> podcast next week either, do we? No. no. So, Reese, what do you we think? We get bored, you guys, in my ELP round. <laughs> one nil win. ELP. One nil win. Andy Carroll. Yeah? One nil win, Andy Carroll. I agree. Yeah? One nil, Andy Carroll. Isn't and that video is going to come back up. The same person. They're going to be watching it. That did the shout. Oh, yeah, do remember. What do you reckon, Sean? No, I'm going to go for a 3 nil loss. Away win. Oh. I think we're going to come back with a vengeance. And, uh, yeah, Andy Carroll hat-trick. Andy Carroll well, hat-trick. I'm going to be optimistic and say a 1-0 win because I hoped, us, we, and I think we need to win, actually. It would be good to break the bad performance of Stoke game. So, yes, 1-0 win, Andy Carroll, I agree. Come on, you irons. Come right. on, you irons. So, quickly, fancy, who's leading? Quickly... Bobby's Braves, we managed by Kevin Marks, yeah, is leading with a total of 211 points. Whoa. Wow. The top presenter is me, George Bucci, with 183 points. The what, second what? place presenter... Where are you? I'm 10th, Temp- sorry. Oh, yeah. That's not bad. The second place presenter is Sean Whetstone with 169 points. Sec- third is John Bucci with 168 points. Oh, you're kidding points. me. And it's because I had an Elka retire. All the way down at 44 is Reese Jones. Reese Jay's crazy cats with 161 And who's in last place? So this, is, so this is why I don't normally do these. I get bored now and I can't be asked to change the players. Yeah. In last place is... Dun dun dun, Atletico Kebab, <laughs> Mark Beresford with 93 points. Come on, Mark. Come on. Get the wooden spoon. <laughs> Come on, Mark. Come on, Mark. <laughs> Now, John, you can uh, <laughs> you can roll over up to three transfers. So 
If you go in now in the international break... Can you? Yeah. So, so if you haven't used your transfer up... Oh, I've used, I haven't used it up yet, but if I leave it, do I get to do two? Yeah. Oh, nice. I thought you got... Uh, I've used one, so I do... So if you've used one, you get one a week, but if you don't use it, you can roll it over up to two weeks. So then I'm gonna, I'm gonna on the third week, you get week three, you get three. I think I'm going to have to change Matu. It looks like he's going out of country, Matt doesn't he? Matu seems to go. Oh, who knows? I've, I've got Winston go Reed, Nolan, and... Uh, who else have I got from West Ham? Winston Reed, oh. Nolan... Winston Reed, Nolan, and Jarvis. I've got in my team. I have Downing and Nolan, so I'm gonna have to take Downing out. Yeah, Downing's injured. I got Downing. I got well. Daniel Sturridge, who's banging him in for yeah, fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of putting Daniel Sturridge in and taking Lambert out. Oh, uh, you got Van Walswinkle as well. Just some rubbish. I got Van Persie. Have you got in goal? Check. Yeah. Check, mate. Anyway, thank you for listening. Yeah. Two months pop <laughs> We're away for two <laughs> weeks yeah. again. Again, sorry, but that's an international break, not holidays this time. Or people at least he takes the blame. See, he's taking yeah, the blame yeah. there. Yeah, I don't mind. It's my podcast. When we, when we come back, England will have virtually be qualified for the World Cup. But in the meantime, <laughs> as I say, I do guest appearances on ELP Index. EPL. EPL Index. It's not English League Premier. Oh, in English EPL. Premier League. What did I say? EPL. ELP. ELP. <laughs> did I really? Yeah. I said it four EPL. times. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, that's poor. Anyway, uh, go on, talk over it. The, the and it's, a, it's, out, a, it's an American-hosted uh, Premier League uh, roundtable podcast with with West Ham representing all the other major Premiership clubs. You can hear me on that. On uh, in case iTunes. you don't like hearing him on there, <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't got enough, because, because <laughs> what they did, they went round and got all the prominent people from all the prominent podcasts. Yeah. They couldn't find anyone yeah. for West Ham, so they spoke to me. Anyway, yeah. thank you again for listening Crazy. to the podcast. Come on, you irons! Come on, you irons! We're yeah, going to be back. Okay. This play top seven Come spot. Come on, you irons! Bye. Bobby Moore, more than just a podcast. Bobby Moore, more than just a podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 